Welcome to No Applause, Just the Clap. I am Deb, and the man I scream at next to me saying, Save the Magic, is Doug. Hello. Do you want to tell them about what I was telling you to save the magic for a couple seconds ago? Yeah, and then I guess that's just a good segue into one of the things on the whiteboard. Um, I said that I'm going to die cold and alone because I have a folder full of D&D character sheets. Not all mine, they're other people's. But that I said that I'll just die cold and alone, and I, as the folder slips from my hand on my deathbed, I would just whisper, Rosebud. It's not a sled, though. No, no, it's it's uh, an Eldrin, uh like druid. Rosebud. There, I just saved you two and a half hours of your life. Two and a half boobless hours. Excuse me, boobless. Do you like that side boob? Well, you shouldn't, because it's my side boob. Boobs are weird. Boobs are weird. So more about the D. <laughs> that kind of works in conjunction. I know exactly. Boobs are weird. D and D. So it's been a while since we've talked about me playing D and D. Well, you basically got like press ganged into DMing a game. Well, and then I kind of just owned it. Um, what happened was like for the last just like three weeks, like it's just been one thing after another. It's this one's got plans, and then we had the, the Denver Comic Con, so I couldn't be there. And they can't play without me because I'm the DM. Uh, Dungeon Master. Um, Way to dumb it down, Doug. Uh, and then there was uh, Pride the next the following week. Um, and we've got uh, a couple sorry, people... why couldn't you play on Pride? I, 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 let's just say we I have employees that go to Pride. Yeah, that's fine. It was just, I'm like... Like, um, I mean, we could have had other people play their characters, but they were going no, in support of Pride. Like I said, I don't like the idea of somebody else playing someone else's character. I don't care. That's actually character. ironic you bring that up, because the last game we played, which was the day after our trivia game, um, it was literally we were at half strength, um, and so we had uh, the girl who plays... Uh, the Elv or it's Eldrin, but it's like fairy world, fey world. Yeah. Uh, the Eldrin uh, wizard Aurora Him 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 Himna Himda, whatever. It's uh, Scandinavian for heaven. Um, she actually played uh, herself and the dragonborn Ryland Brinesblood. Um, and then uh, we had a girl who played Pita, a uh, halfling. Ro oh, no, I'm sorry, uh, a halfling rogue, also playing her sister's character. Really? It's it's not the baker's son from, you know, the Hunger Games? Spelled differently. Right. No, it's not. Is it P-E-T-A? Like, uh, Peta? Peta in the, uh, I was going to say in the books, it's it's a double E. Oh, no, it's not. Oh, God, the fact that P is in his name makes so much more sense now. Jay Hutch, holler at my boy. Um, Whatever. Uh, so we actually had like doubling up and then I actually played Tho, who I've talked about before, who's the uh, paladin who has low intelligence but high wisdom. So he's an idiot Jesus freak. But his Jesus is a Vandra. So he'll jump into battles, not thinking he can win, but just because like a Vandra will, you know, see me through. Um, which was fun because I got to roll a percentage dice every so often and it was like so while you guys are making a plan, this guy's kind of snuck off and starting to attack this guy. And they're like, why? I'm like, for Avandra. You could, like, roll your two d10s. What the hell would you roll two d10s for? Percentage. 
No, you have a percentage die. What, you have a 20-sided die? No, I have a 20-sided die. I have a percentage die. It's instead of, like, it's a 10-sided die, but instead of 1, 2, 3, 4, it's 10, 20, 30, 40, 50. Why wouldn't you just write two, uh, roll two d10s and then have one be the first digit and one be the second digit? Because how do you know which one is which? You decide at the beginning of a game. Well, but if you have, like, matched dice sets... Oh, I guess if you didn't... Okay, you borrow another one, another person's Z10, and then, okay, I gotcha, I gotcha, Thank gotcha, you. gotcha. Thank you. Um, I tend to roll, uh, when I do stuff like that, I tend to roll a D10 twice, and then it's first digit, second digit. All right, I'll, I was going to say, I'll accept that answer. Um, that I... That answer is acceptable. <laughs> so then you can let Lois Lane free of the Time Pharaoh? Time Sphinx? Remember All Star Superman when you? Yeah, he... I did. That, okay. that, I didn't like that one. Did you not like the art, or did you not like the writing? I didn't like the writing. The art was fine. Really? It this was is almost verbatim Grant Morrison. That's great. Something in a comic book. It might. It might have been the different. voice acting. Like I said, it's something in a comic book is completely different from something in a com uh, in a cartoon. Comic books are episodic, and since this was an extended, long cartoon, it was so heavy-handed and clunky. And based on, we talked about this, based on the 12 issues that were also All-Star Superman without kind of an issue break and going, oh, okay. It was so awkward. Um, but I want to talk about that we've gone back to play D&D. Um, the fact that I'm moving off comics is huge. Um. What? What? Yeah. Um. And uh, I realized that listening to Nerd Poker, I they they're never gonna find potions or any kind of you know certain items, and I'm like, oh, I guess I'll have to populate that. So I thought it'd be fun if I re if I rolled randomly, and I thought I, I literally have the list with someone. I thought you might be kind of laugh at the names. I probably will. Um, and you can see that uh, some of my notes are really good, like cure severe wounds. That's a three D eight for healing. Yeah, right, makes sense. Water walk. Duh. Like, what does that do? The best part is I have to make up what these all smell like. Um, like, how do you how do you make up the smell for protection of arrows? Probably iron. So it smells vaguely of... Uh, a close and then fading smell of maybe like iron and wood? Iron and cedar or something? Cedar. Um... There's a, uh, there's a, they'll, if they go into the blacksmiths, if they listen to this, uh, we'll have played since then. Uh, a throwing shield, guess what you do with that? Like Captain America? Yeah. Actually, it's a plus two to strength versus uh, armor class, and a 1d8 damage at will. You literally throw your shield at like Captain America. It doesn't come back, though. You have to go get it. No. Um, I know this uh, doesn't say racial shield. Um, it says recoil shield. Uh, Racial shield? Does this mean that you can't see white people anymore? Um, or you just profile. Oh. Oh, I had a character that did that. Uh, he didn't like elves. Small on stature, small on morals. Um, <clears throat> yeah. He had a penchant for ripping things' arms off and bidding to death with it like a Wookiee. Um, now we talked uh, a couple weeks ago about how I'm going to start referring to sex as putting the answer in the bucket. Isn't that what I said? Putting the answer in the quiz bucket? Wow. This is how I'm going to refer to my penis. The grasping spear. I am never going to introduce you to any of my lady friends ever again. Or I could just call it the crystal sword. No, that sounds like it would cut you. I was going to say it sounds like it would... My dick is as sharp as my wits. 
Oh, I would totally say that in character if I had a character who could say that. Uh, so anyway, so that was uh, kind of a, a run through, and I, I went through and I uh, updated all their character sheets and made it a little bit more clear on what was what and it's strength versus AC versus strength, strength versus dexterity and charisma modifiers. And um, it sounds really boring, I'm sure, to you guys in dev, but I love it. I love going through this stuff. I love. It doesn't sound boring. I'm just wondering if they actually appreciate it. Oh God, no. Well, no, a few of them do. Peta does. That's because there were no animals harmed while I did it. Did you know that's the joke I was going to make? Simpatico. Did you wear furs? Oh, they are wearing, They most of them are wearing leather. Except for the two, one's got a robe of quills. Oh, I guess that's still porcupine, that's still... The other one's got a robe of stone skin. Does that, does that did count? Did you kill a troll? Uh, no, they found it in a... Mm. We'll use like an angel term, kind of a higher powers house. What? Well, there's kind of this weird MacGuffin of the man in black in the campaign that I wrote. Johnny Cash? No, I was thinking closer to like Randall Flagg. Johnny Cash? No, closer to Randall Flagg from... The stand, and he makes appearances throughout the uh, the Gunslinger series as the Man in Black. Anyways, continue. It's kind of the the archetypal like dark wizard Satan character from the Gunslinger series. Have you not read much of that? No. Stephen King. No. Have you heard of Stephen King? No. He's a thing. He's a thing. Stephen thing. <laughs> Stephen the Thing King. That's what they call him. Thinking is what they call them. I realize you and I should write like a, a series of spoof novels by Stephen Thing. It's a lamp monster. Oh, when can I have it? Um, oh, and by the way, speaking of parodies, so I got Deb hasn't fallen too deeply into it, but I got into a uh, app called Guess the Nineties. I played one round. It's cute. I'll definitely play more of it. Yes, you will. Apparently, fell down the hole. Oh, for about two hours, with Shooting the Gap co-host Ryan. And one of them was, uh, it was a Lisa Frank Trapper Keeper. And he's like, what is that? And I'm like, Lisa Frank. And he's like, how the fuck did you know that? I was like... Like Lisa Frank's diary. It's the diary of Lisa Frank. Oh, and by the way, prepare to feel emotionally sad. Just prepare to have, like, your insides dead inside. <laughs> Too late. No, no, this might actually just be the nail in the coffin. Spoiler alert. The next pop culture top five. Oh, God. Fuck, I've already forgotten it. Um, it was, uh, uh, oh, man, it was really good. Yeah, and you ruined it. Because we were talking about, um, we were talking about REM, and I was like, Dude, don't make fun of Michael's types. He may or may not have cancer all the time. Um, oh, top five people with cancer we actually had. So, like, you know, like, you're like, oh, I got cancer. I'm and you're like. Some examples. Uh, Lance Armstrong. He doesn't have cancer anymore. No, but he didn't. He's a piece of shit. 
Yeah, he was a lying, cheating bastard. Yeah, and he had cancer. And I don't feel I don't feel like I need to like walk on eggshells around someone because, you know. He has one less ball than you. The thing is that fucking that you know, Cheryl Crow stood by him with his fucking nut cancer, and then when she got boob cancer, he was like, "I'm out," and probably rode away on a bike. Actually, they broke it up before that. So. Oh, really? I thought that was... No, no, no. They broke it up before that. Oh, okay. Because I was like, what a dick. Oh. I believe when they broke up, it actually had something to do with her wanting to settle down and have a family. Which is funny, because she adopted two kids, and then he impregnated the next girlfriend with twins. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Is but that... no, they did not break up because of her tit cancer. Yours sounds worse than when I say boob cancer. Tit cancer? Yeah. Why does tick cancer sound worse than boob cancer? I mean, they're both really bad, but... Yeah, but tit implies it's like the, like, una-boobed girl from, um... Uh, Kung Pao. Like, tit... Tit is just a harder-sounding word than boob. Should we just say breast? No, it's not fun. But if you said baby feeder cancer, then it implies that baby has cancer too, and that's just bad. Boobs have other purposes than feeding babies. Yeah, they do. I was talking about attracting a mate, but apparently you're going to go to a different place. What? I like boobs. They attract me. I want to make sex at girls with boobs. That's out there. Out there for people to hear. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Alright. So there's the extended Guardians of the Galaxy trailer now. Sweet! Uh, you see, once again, more of the actual plot at this point. Um, lately you it's see been... more, uh, John C. Riley. You do? You see more, uh, Glenn Close? Like that much, but yeah. Well, she's the Nova Prime. I mean, you're and gonna her see... god-awful hair. Yeah. It's space. In space. No one can tell you you have bad taste. She's the Nova Prime. No one's going to tell her shit. Anyways. But yes, um, you see more of the actual plot. You see Ronan the Accuser, who's hunting down... Which, by the way, does that not sound, like, super biblical? I think we've talked about this, because wasn't he the judgmental wrestler? Ronan like, the Accuser. Yeah, from, like, two weeks ago. Like, he just... He just makes you feel... Like, he just judges you until you feel like laying down, and then he just, like, pins you. You know what you did. Okay, you're right. Um, but, uh, no, so you see more of the plot. You see Ronan the Accuser uh, was some kind of gem-based hammer weapon. <laughs> you haven't seen much of Benicio Del Toro's collector. No, but you have given you the one flash of him, which, of course, is the follow-up. At the end of Dark World. Exactly. When they leave him with one of the Infinity Gems. When the Asgards meet Space Liberace. You, know, you ever notice that Benicio Del Toro is kind of like, um... Space Liberace all the time. No, no, I'm trying to... The it's bad guy in The Last Bond, Javier... Pardon? They always just give him different hair. He had really bad hair in No Country, though. No, I'm just saying, that's what... That's what would you stop fucking with the cat? I'm... It's fucking with me. It started it. Um, it's a he. And he probably Yes, he's, it is. He's kind of a dick. That was my worry that he was a dick and he was going to try to fuck my shoe. 
They're fixed. Relax. He's gonna try to cats. have casual sex with my shoes. Like cats, unlike dogs, are not phantom humpers after they get fixed. That was my nickname in high school. Oh. Phantom humper. Should probably say that louder. No. <laughs> People are gonna be like, turn up your iTunes, assholes. And now you just deafened them with yes, that. Yes, I know. But like I said, no, it's it's one of those things. Well, Vinny is held to a lot like Javier. They just. Yes, they just give him, like, different wigs. He looked all right in Christy Barcelona. Christy, Vicky, Barcelona, or whatever the fuck that one was. What? V- Vicky, Christina, Barcelona. I don't know what you're talking about. Scarlett Johansson, where he's like, we can go to my, uh, go to my, what does he say? He's like, we can, oh, what does he say? He doesn't That's say so, mansion. I'm so confused. He's like, that. we can go to uh, Spain and drink wine and make love. I have no idea what you're talking about right now. Now I want to watch it. You've never seen... I think it's Vicky Cristina Barcelona. You've never I, seen that? I think you're full of shit. I've never heard of that name ever. Get well, it's about Vicky and Cristina going to Barcelona, but... <laughs> Is this like Rumi and Michelle going to their high school reunion? Yeah, but sexier slash more sexually violent. Um, no, I, I hold on, I was I looking up Star Wars guess. novels and the movie Cloak and Dagger. Um, in the love Dabney Coleman. Well, while you're doing that, would you like to tell us some of your thoughts on the... Vicky Cristina Barcelona. Give me your phone. Hold on. Oh, Penelope Cruz, because that's his wife, right? Yeah. Hmm. Gee, I wonder why I've been confused. Scarlett Johansson. Oh, no, they're both in it. No, I've never I've never heard of this movie. It's not Woody Allen, though, is it? Or is yeah, it? Yeah, it's Woody Allen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What year did this come out? Uh, like, 2008? Yeah. How did I not know this? Yeah, I was like, it's, it's recent. Well, tell me about the awesome mix while I read this. So, writer-director uh, James Gunn has put out that in tandem with the kind of uh, original score of Guardians of the Galaxy, he's going to be putting out that tape you keep seeing in all of the Guardians of the Galaxy trailers. Tra- thing. I would have gotten to the word. Sure you would. Trailers uh, that uh, both the weird like alien prison guard and Groot um, play uh, because all the trailers have been set to Blue Swede's uh, "Hooked on a Feeling" and then the new trailer is what of uh, the Runway's "Cherry Bomb." And uh, I'm looking to Deb for affirmation, but she's falling down a wiki hole about Vicky Are Christina Barcelona. Very busy right now. Yeah. Uh-huh. And. Uh, they released that track listing. I managed to have... Let's not judge me, but I had most of the songs on my iTunes already. Why would that be judgy? There, there's a reason why it's called Awesome Mix. Um, not that I've seen it either, but I know the story behind it. Then I put it together, and Deb, you will get that in, once again, in tandem. Okay. Excuse me. Um, with your birthday mix. Which Yay. we'll talk about in... Oh, birthday mix will get talked about a lot more. Well, it's effectively done. Um, I'm, I'm very happy with it. Alright. How um, long is it? It's only one disc. Ooh, wow. Well, I kind of shot my wad on your first one. <laughs> and that was a double disc. There are a lot of songs where I'd love to kind of put those songs on there again for certain reasons. And I'm like, you know what? I did them on the first one. Let's keep moving forward and have progress and growth 
Um, that it kind of gives me, you know, once again, the challenge of going, okay, well, I don't have these songs to rely on. What other songs can I have to kind of replace them? Um, uh, I will tell you the theme of your um, mix is, it's a very short esoteric name for, for once. Goner? No. What was the name of your fucking mix last year, though? It was something really incredibly long. It was a really long, I'd have to go This look. really long esoteric, like, Bukowski-esque, because I always make these things. Yours is really easy. Mutants, Mayhem, and Milestones. You're right, that is short for you. Mm-hmm. But, back to Awesome Mix Volume 1. James Gunn is very protective of this mix because... I said earlier while you were falling down a wiki hole that Fine. I don't want to say... Now, James Gunn isn't protective of it. Peter Quill is. Really? I thought it was James Gunn. No, it's Peter Quill, and I'm actually saying it that way so I don't have to do my little verbal tick. Do you know who Peter Quill is? Yeah. Who is he? It's Peter Hardwick's brother. That that doesn't even work, because that's Chris Hardwick. That, that was Jim, and he's the both Peters. But why would a parent's name two kids Peter? Different last names. You know, when you get separate families, you get to rename things. Hardquill. Quillwick. <laughs> Oh, that sounds like a Harry Potter guy. Golik sounds like a Harry Potter. Her hard quill sounds like a porno. Oh my god, it sounds like the worst Marquis de Sade-themed porno ever. Did you see Quill? I, quills? quills? Of course I saw Quills. Oh, man. Great film. Fucking unbelievably sad. I, actually, there are part, parts that make that's me a little James uncomfortable. It, isn't it? Uh, Jeffrey Rush. Is it Jeffrey Rush? It's Jeffrey, Jeffrey Rush. Rush is really good at He's it. He's really good at uh, Him, Heather Graham... And, um... Uh, Joaquin Kate. Phoenix. No, it's Kate... Winslet? Yes, there we go. Kate Winslet plays the girl. It's not Heather Graham. Mm. No, Kate Winslet's the female lead. I fucking promise you. Go ahead, look up. Mm-hmm. Are you done looking up? No. Okay, well then I'll open up a new window. Not now. I'm still reading up on this Woody Allen movie I from know. 2008. Oh, it was Kate Winslet. You're right. I know I'm right. Do you think Heather Graham can handle a role of that emotional complexity? Steven Moyer was in it? Oh, yeah. I don't remember that. I mean, I haven't seen the movie in... That was before he was well-known. He had a bit part. Because when did it come out? 2000? All right. No, of course I saw Quills. I loved Quills. Like I said, unbelievably sad, but pretty hilarious. Now, I'm scrolling through your Vicky Barcelona, so don't freak out. (sighs) Don't. I'm not closing it. I'm just, I'm trying to find the wiki quote for it. Okay. Okay, apparently I'm going to have to do that manually. Uh, Vicky. Really, you're not going to pick up Barcelona? That's because I'm misspelling it. Okay, good. Vicky, Barcelona. Barcelona, but then I want to go to... No, 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 no. Hot. No. God damn it. What did you just do? Oh, I no, you're fine. I didn't fuck you up. I fucked me up. Crazy? I, yeah, maybe. Because I'm one, I get to that quote where it's all like, we'll go down to my villa, we'll have some wine, we'll make love. Why are you saying it like you're about to push me into a well? Because it's fucking Javier Bardem. What, you want to put the lotion in the basket now? Should we go fire, lady? 
Like I said, I love that it's anytime that somebody that has a deeper voice with a vague accent, you immediately go Silence of the Lambs, Buffalo Bill. Oh, there you go. Here we go. All right. You're asking us to fly to Ovidio and back? No, we'll spend the weekend. I mean, I'll show you around the city and we'll eat well. We'll drink good wine. We'll make love. Yeah, who exactly is going to make love? Hopefully the three of us. China just got incredibly dry. Well, yeah, that's because I'm doing the, like, it puts the lotion in the basket. Or we'll drink wine and make love again. Fucking voice. So what else we got while you're falling down a wiki hole? I'm very busy right now. I know. You want to talk about transcendence? Boy, do I! Um, sad part is Deb's only going to listen about half of this. Probably more like a third. Uh... Shit, really? No. Oh, like, no. It's gonna be like a fourth. Um, Transcendence. Uh, you were a little slow, uh, not slow on the uptake, but uh, you didn't know this one. No, I didn't. Um, it came out, I believe, earlier this year. Um, it was kept the, mentioning it, and I'm like, what? what? It's the Johnny Depp is a scientist who um, is like a leading name in um, artificial intelligence this kind of Luddite um, uh, cult uh, shoot him with a poison bullet and he's dying and they figure out the way to save him is to basically upload his brain to create for the first time the singularity that I've been hoping for. Um, Who doesn't want a robot body? I mean, come on. um, And so there's that. And then, you know, of course, the question is like, you know, how much is him, how much is this, like, kind of computer sentience that they kind of, um... Because initially they have, like, a, a basically very established AI called PIN, P-I-N-N, um, but it can't differentiate between right and wrong. It doesn't have, like... No morals? Correct. Okay. Um, and they figure out, well, if we upload an existing consciousness to it, then it will have a kind of a personality-based, or, a, a, you know, a set of morals. Um, so they put in a will... Little caster, I believe his name is. Um, here are my issues with it. Not that it was a bad movie. I actually really liked it. Um, other than the ending was... Kind of like... The ending was kind of like a Neil Stevenson book. Where it's just like... <gasps> and then he just like lets you down at the end. I really fucking hate when books are like that. And Neil Stevenson does that. I mean, that's just... When you read a book by him, you're like... They're like, this is the climax, the end. And yep. you get, like, maybe a paragraph of aftermath. Which is, it, this, that upsets it, me, because I always want to know the aftermath. It's just dick punch of a fucking, like, denouement, you're just like, But I mean, let's like, son of a bitch. at the end of Gun Machine, you get very little aftermath, but it's enough to satisfy you. Yes. Um, you don't get all of the little details and intricacies but, I mean, explained to you. You talk but, about how much you love Snow Crash. Snow Crash is that, like, take you up to the peak and then just drop you off. And not in a good I'm way, still, where it's just like... I still absolutely adore that book, but I would have loved to know a lot more of the aftermath. Yeah. Um, it's not just the events that happen, it's how people deal with them. Oh, you see the aftermath. It's just... The way the end... Like, the way the... The ending is resolved is so, like... It's almost typewriter oh, hands. It's... 
it's and oh, this, it's, and this, and this. Yeah, Done. It's, it's it's almost so mundane that it comes as a shock, where you're just like, oh, uh, okay, that's you're going with that. Okay, okay, okay. Like I said it's almost typewriter hands. Um, I will say a few things. One, uh, it's got Paul Bettany in it. Um, I don't like the voice of Jarvis talking to me about machines taking over the world. Okay, considering what the next Avengers That's might exactly be, my point where I'm like, not okay! Considering what the next Avengers might be, um, get used to that idea. Well, the fact that Paul Bettany has been cast as Vision, who is the double agent for Ultron, a evil sentient computer, an AI. Um, Excuse me. So... Well, you're um, done with this thought. I want to talk about AI for a second. Okay. Continue. Like the movie or just in general? Well, actually about Tammy Joel Osment in the movie, but go okay. ahead. Okay. Um, so Paul Bettany talking about uh, angry computers. Not okay. Um, <laughs> I have to whisper that. Like the computer might hear you and get mad. I don't doubt it. The thing's smarter than I am. Um, and well, they I talk about that in the movie where they're like, you know, like, what can your human brain process? Like, what can the computer process? What happens if you do this and this and this? And, like, how much knowledge could the, like, brain in the computer fucking... Like, it's... And it's probably technologically accurate, I'm sure. This is... I'm sure this is all happening. Like, you know, advances in AI and nanotechnology. I don't deny that that's happening, but... Um, but the movie does serve as a, a fantastic cautionary tale. This is actually not the point I want to make, but... Um, it's the point I want to make now. It's not, it's not the point you need. It's, a, or it's not the point you deserve. It's the point you need now. Thanks, Batman. Get to the point. With my dick. Um, that it does serve as a fantastic cautionary tale against this kind of science, against um, eugenics and AI. Is like, it's science. Science. It's all about coulda, not, not shoulda. shoulda. Um, and secondly, um, this was the directorial debut of Will Fister. It's spelled with a PF, you goddamn child. Um. You tried to tell me you didn't laugh the first time? No, because I've seen his name a bunch. Sorry, go ahead. I've seen a lot of Fister. I'm sure you have. So have you. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. You sir. put a lot of fister in you. I'm My listening. sister from another fister. I'm listening. Ladies, <laughs> we're talking about fisting. Um, I said good day, sir. You would know him as the cinematographer who has worked with Christopher Nolan since pretty much day ah, one. Ah, okay. I'm talking insomnia. I'm talking, you know, memento. Okay, uh, so here's the question. Did his brilliance as a cinematographer translate to him as a director? Is it that he's his first attempt, or is it just not that he's going to be, I was going to say, not his gnat, or was it fantastic? What is your opinion? I'm sorry, are we doing yeah. Cajun guy from SNL? My opinion! What do you opine? Um, the cinematography, obviously. It, I mean, the whole movie was shot. Fantastically. Okay. Um, very beautifully. I loved the reoccurring images of then. It would be like technology and then nature. Technology and then nature. I liked that dichotomy. I actually wrote something in college where the teacher went, 
I really like that you have this guy who's going to be in a robot body, and he goes to a park to have lunch. Like, he goes, I like that juxtaposition of the technology versus nature. Okay. And all that. Um, well, it's just one of those things that's like, is this going to be like the spirit where it looks gorgeous, but the plot is lacking? It's not that the plot was lacking. I think the... And Nolan was originally interested in, in, in directing the movie. Yeah. Um, but then said, oh, you know what, I think it'd be perfect for this guy... Um, let's give him a shot. Yeah, and, and, and uh, uh, I know that um, Nolan, the truck in the background is Nolan being angry at me by talking about this. Um, There's a truck in the background? I thought that was the sound of my brain imploding. I don't I don't know if we should stop. Like a dwarf star. Just, just, just keep going. Okay. Um, I think the... Let's go throw bricks at it. Can't own land, man. Yes, it is. It's called property now. Get off mine, you damn hippie. All I need to be that old guy is some property and a gun. Not even a gun. He just fucking had a brick. No, I'm just saying, in general, if you want to be the old guy defending your property, just... Anyways, go ahead. Sorry. Um, I think the subject matter kind of exceeded the grasp of a first-time director. Okay. I think it was a very grand idea, and I can, I can see it being done. I can see Nolan's fingerprints on it as a producer. Okay. Um, I can see how it could have been maybe not as... Really? Not as great as Inception, but I can see it kind of being in the same vein had Nolan directed it and Fister done the cinematography. Shut up. Um, I, I just think the subject matter kind of exceeded the grasp of the first time director. Okay. Um, but I mean, props on him for getting, obviously, Johnny Depp. He had a bunch of people who's worked with Nolan before, so kind of a, a, a well, they obviously respected him. Well, you had, you had Morgan Freeman, you had Cillian Murphy. Um, there were a few other people that, I mean, um, I believe the monkey that plays Caesar is in it. Um, not Andy Circus, I mean the actual monkey. Um, no, you're just mad because he's racist. Sort of. No, that was taken out of context. Anyways, go ahead. Uh, but I, I liked it. I, I really did. I, I can I can look past its flaws, which there are some. Um I didn't mind it. I really I I mean it's shat at the box office. Well yeah, hence why I didn't know about it. Um, at all. Because you said Morgan Freeman, and I'm like, Didn't, wasn't the last thing he did Oblivion? No, actually, because you're going to see Lego Movie. Oh, good lord. Morgan Freeman, you're so awesome. I'm just going to see Lego Movie. He's really funny in it. Well, kind of, what was he? Did he and Michael Caine do something together recently? Dark Knight Rises? No, no, after that. Because there was something where he was doing a press tour and he dozed off. And the, the interviewer rewoke him and he said he was trying out that new product, Google Eyelids. I don't think he and Michael can have done anything recently. I could be wrong. Are you thinking of that Ve uh, Last Vegas movie with all the old people in it? God, I hope not. Ugh. By the way, what a terrible name for a film. It just implies they all die, right? Yeah, that was my thought. I'm like, they're all going to get buried in the desert and be discovered 20 years later well, when they put it in the suburbs? I just imagine as the Hangover 10. Oh. 
Of course, Doug is the black guy somehow, but yeah. Why, why are you the black guy? I'm not. Doug is. Oh, okay. Sorry. Because the first time I watched Hangover was with a group of friends. I was drunk. And all of a sudden they're like, yeah, Doug and Tracy are getting married. And I went, I'm sorry, what? Awkward. And everyone just like, oh my god, what is this truck fucking doing? This is like the fifth time. There are not that many dumpsters. Maybe it's a tra- Hey guys, I think I found a transformer. I am really tempted to go put a potato in its tailpipe. And that is not a euphemism. Yes? Hey guys, I asked with the robot. I put my pet, I put my potato right in his tailpipe. Actually, I wouldn't put it past the Boston Irish to refer to his dick as potato. Oh, are you Irish? Would you like a potato? And by potato, I mean penis. <laughs> so we can talk about the at midnight from a while ago. Sure. That was the speaking uh, of taking dick. No, it was about potatoes actually. About the uh, transporter with all of the uh, instant mashed potato flakes that crashed. Yes, and the, streets, the streets paved oh, with, with potatoes. potatoes. I'm sorry. Oh, you're I... finally fucking leaving, motherfucker! Bye, trash truck. I hope you I die. mean, Transformer. Like I said, and it was fine until the Garbatron. Garbatron. It was fine until the rescue workers sprayed it down with hoses and made mashed what, potatoes. Why would you... And then, of course, all of the Irish jokes about, Oh, the streets are lined with potatoes. The thing is, you say, why would you do that? If I was a rescue worker and there was a spill with... It's Not even a rescue worker! They were like street maintenance. But I mean... They were idiots. I would have done it even if I knew better. I just, I just want to see what happens. I, I would do it. I would totally do it. You'd have a mashed it. potato slip and slide down the English countryside. I'd lather myself... Or a country in, slide. I guess it, I would lather myself in butter and fucking go for it. You heard me. Yeah. You'd be the pat of butter on the baked potato that is England? No, that's way too good of food for England. I'm sorry, you'd be the pat of butter on the boiled potato that is England? Overboiled? I didn't say it's over or under, it's simply boiled. They boil a lot. I have a friend who's extremely Irish. Although his accent only comes <laughs> That's... When he drinks? Yeah, when he's drunk. Like I said, no, he's been here since he was seven. I start channeling my Scottish grandfather when no, I'm No, I mean, he's, he's 100% Irish. He's, he's been here since he was seven, but when he's drunk, the accent is out in full force. Mm -hmm. And he says the only things his mother ever cooked him and fed him when he was a kid were over-boiled, over over-starched, and over-salted. I'm like, that sounds about right. Which is weird, because my grandmother... Well, I mean, that, that's Ireland. Um, but my grandmother made uh, uh, haggis... But she did it as like a, like like uh, an almost like sweet and savory dish with like brown sugar and 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 like spices as opposed to. You mean like barbecue? In in so much that it's like a sweet savory. Yeah. Yes. Not. No, actual no, barbecue. no, not like barbecue, but like the sweet and savory combination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as opposed to being a very bland oat and stomach dish. Blech. That's alright, you cut it open and all it comes out like a fucking chest burster. And Every once it. in a while at work I have to make tripe soup and it's always disgusting. Yeah, tripe's gross. I don't even like fish and tripe is gross. Fish isn't, and tripe isn't fish. 
What is train? Sheep's stomach. What am I thinking of? Fridge? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Trout? No. Awkward silence. I'll look it up later, yeah. What the hell are you thinking about? I don't know. So, World Cup's almost over. Thank God. It'll be over by the time this is done. Which means that I won't be screaming at Doug to get his ass in here so we can start recording. Do whatever. I get here fucking when I get here. You're the one that's gotta wake up. Not last week. No. No. That was... Wait, no. Last week was the one I was late? Both you and Dave were late last week. So there was a week before that where I was like, Hey, on my way. And you're like, Huh? There was one where I texted you and I was like, supplies, and you're like, holy shit, you're down the street. Like, holy shit, I'm just waking up. I think that was two weeks ago. Oh, yeah, two weeks ago I totally overslept. So we kind of just, you know, canceled each other out for two weeks. And then this one, I was just fine. Well, I was awake and dressed. Barely. See, once again, you have to talk about how you were dressed. I'm a girl. Or not dressed, as the case may have been earlier off air. What, when I said you texted me, I was still half awake and naked? Yeah, like, why does that, why does naked have to be the modifier there? Can you say, oh, I was half awake? Yeah, if I was half awake, I could have been in the shower or making breakfast or sitting here in my robe watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Naked and pleasant, right, still in the, bed. That implies you shower dressed? No, implies that naked means that I'm still in bed. But you said you could be in the shower. I assume you showered naked. Why wear shower shoes? Do you wear those little aqua socks? God, no. Or maybe oh. like a swimming cap? I actually have a really funny story to tell you about that. Oh, um, don't do you. No, it's nothing like that. This has to do with <laughs> me being... Oh, are they? Oh, are they? It has to do with me being vain and shallow. So this was a few years ago, and You're I... You're so vain. You probably think this podcast is about you. It really is. Don't you. Don't you. Don't you. But like I said, no, I, I needed to take a shower because I was fucking filthy, but I didn't want to wash my hair because I just colored it pretty recently. And you were half asleep. No. As you always are in the shower, apparently. I was going to say, so I took just, you know, a, ra- a regular shopping bag and uh, tied it over my hair. What? Is that a thing or is that just like white trash? Very white trash. Okay, okay, I just want to make sure. Oh, it's not a thing. It's it's white trash, or it's uh, you're coloring your hair and you need to let the dye sit there for like a half hour, so you just tie the shopping bag over it so you don't lean against something on accident. No, it's super white trash. Now I'm good. But um, so I took the shower and washed my you know body and scrubbed myself down, and I get out of the shower and take Except the, the Safeway bag on your head. Take the bag off my head and comb out my hair and look in the shower and notice I have this giant wrinkle across my forehead and proceed to start freaking out like oh my god i'm only 26 and i have a giant crease on my forehead i need to get botox that much younger than me this was a few years ago Doug. oh okay like i said i need to get botox right now oh my god i can't believe i'm wrinkling <laughs> botox. Took me... i have a safeway bag on my head but botox no, is it on took the me fucking four list. minutes to realize the giant crease on my forehead was because i had a safeway bag tied to my head while i was in the shower and it left a crease I mean, it's, it's just one of those dumb slash shallow moments. Yeah, I know. Nobody can see you sadly shaking your head, Doug. Oh, no. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's how bad it was. I just imagine like, the sad, the sad Charlie Brown fucking, like from like Arrested Development and all that. Where it's like. Dun, 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 dun. When you whatever. see you see George Michael sadly walking away. Yep. Or maybe like the Hulk music. Either way. It's Hulk sad walking away music. So he's got a backpack. Where the hell does that backpack come from? Well, you know that that's got a stuff in it. His, his medical kit. His I know, but like sweatpants. His. Okay, Whatever. for the record, he doesn't have purple sweatpants. The radiation from when he becomes the Hulk turns the pants purple. That's why the Hulk always has purple pants. Why doesn't it do that to his shirt? The one that rips off. Because it rips off so fast that it doesn't have time to absorb the gamma radiation to change the color. You're really going to try and uh, uh-huh. sell me on Bill this. Nye, Bill Nye this up? Yeah. You're really going to try and justify this. <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, because in the documentary, in the documentary, The Incredible Hulk. Like I said, you can't say just because the comic code won't let us jaw dry a green dog, unfortunately, not like Watchmen, where all you see is blue dog the entire film. Yeah, but the blue dog has a point. We've talked about this multiple times. I'm fine with the blue dog. I have no problems with the blue dog. Or blong. The blong ain't wrong. I hate myself. Just sort of where. We're going to have to start taping these just so people can see our awkward facial expressions. Well, I'm, I could probably add a movie track to this. I, d- I doubt anybody would want to watch it, but just when I. You making awkward Jim Jeffrey face. I feel really guilty every time I do it now. Why? Or maybe not guilty, but just very self conscious. Why? Because A, I absorbed. Honey. See, I, I just. I was like. Because it's it's a both a blessing and a curse. It's a double edged sword. And you and I have talked about it off air. It's a blessing and a curse to be able to mimic the way I do. Well, Whether speaking. it's through voice or accent or or facial expression, I mean it's a gift because hilarious. It yeah, it gives me a, a wide range to to, to do comedy oh, um, and and be funny. But the drawback is, I can't stop. If you said something was cool, I like awkward. I have to I say like it's awkward cool. Jeffrey's face. It it's completely. But it's one of those like I do this. This isn't my hand movement. That's Feisch from Paris. But I like that you you know Feisch and Abed and Jim Jeffries and every once in a while a little bit of okay every once in a while a lot of Mark Merritt. Who's coming by the way? Phrasing. Yeah. Uh, he's actually... <laughs> fuck it, I'm gonna have to... I'm just gonna just, have to own just it. Just say it, just say it. He's coming the same month Brian Posehn is. Brian Posehn and Mark Manor are coming happen, at the same time. It doesn't happen very often. You wanna go see them when they come? I'd love to go see them when they come as long as it doesn't cost too much. Probably a two-drink minimum. Yeah, what about tickets? Tickets to their coming? Uh, tickets when they come? Those are probably pretty pricey tickets. To watch them come? Yeah. To see them when they come. To see them when they come, yeah. I'm sure we'll make it comedy works. Work? Fuck. Never mind, I ruined it. Okay, I'm the I, worst. Can't, I can't jump to Disneyland after that conversation. I just can't fucking do it. I just shot my gun into the night. I just watched a good man die. I'm going to Disneyland. 
I just flipped off President George. I'm going to Disneyland. So now because of you, everybody that I know that I've ever said it around refers to the wizard's chest as the wizard's titties. I know, but they're not saying it right. Titties. Well, I don't say it like Dave Chappelle. I don't say it like that. I say wizard's titties. What makes a man? Is it the woman in his arms? Just because she has big titties? Or is it the way he fights every day? No, it's probably It's probably the titties. Now you're a man. My own, my own man, and my own. Now you're a man. Oh uh, man, you should hear. I have a girl at work that uh, is an aspiring singer. Oh crap. Uh huh. That sounds annoying. Yeah, except for that, the song we both sing, we duet it with. Uh, it's uh, "Lightning Crashes" by Live. I thought you were gonna do cruising. Yeah. Uh. And she sings it very nicely. And then I have to, like, pull, like, a fucking weird, like, Hardwick South Park on it, where I'm like, Lightning crashes on no mother days. I can feel later coming. <coughs> yeah, and then I end up coughing, because I've been a smoker for longer than I haven't been. But, I uh, wish you'd quit smoking, Doug. I'm sorry, my co-host, this is my fucking mother. You should quit smoking, Doug. But I love it, and it keeps me sane. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. I mean, only in so that if I were to quit smoking, I would freak out because I wasn't smoking. But... You know, I'd like to be able to... I, I've given up a lot of vices. I've given up a lot of vices. I'd let you take some of the back if you Day drinking? Can't hit women in the streets? When did you give that up? About a year and a half ago. Um, Aww. Aww. Um, smoking is my. I don't, I don't. I don't buy comp books. I don't have a. I don't have a box at my eye. I only have so few vices left. Don't take them away. They're what makes me human. As much as I hate being an actual human. You know what? I'd rather you have a box of comics than a pack of cigarettes. Hold on, I'm actually doing the math. How much do cigarettes cost me? Let's say five bucks a pack. That's being conservative. And like I said, you're smoking six days a week because I'll, I'll run like a pack, like you know, a little bit over for most of the time. That's way too much, Doug. Okay, hold on. So that's what thirty bucks. It's way too much. Thirty bucks a week times four weeks, one twenty. Actually, comics would well, a box would save me money because mm-hmm. usually I had a standing hundred dollar tab a mile high. Uh, unfortunately, at the time, I was making the money where I would go in, get my eight between eighty and hundred dollar box, pay it, pay it back up to the hundred dollars for the next month, and then just blow like a hundred, hundred and fifty in fucking trades. I mean, because they're twenty bucks a pop, so it's like six. You know what I mean? Like I you go, say- oh my god, you spent one hundred and twenty dollars in trade paperbacks. I'm going, that's only like five or six of them. I know, but it's just one of those things where I've been really missing buying trades lately. And oh. it's just not something I can dump money into right now. I know, and you know what? I, and I really do, I, there's no, I, I mean, I do, not, I do not have the financial means right now to rebuild my trade paperback collection. It's just never going to happen. I mean, it's just one of those. But I realized that one of my favorite it's funny titles... you say that, and I always picture the, the scene in Hot Fuzz when he goes home with Danny, and Danny shows him the DVD collection for the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like that. It was like that. 
and like this and like that. Can't hit women in the streets. Um, but I'm actually gonna. I've, I've decided where I'm going to start rebuilding my trade paperback collection. Okay. Um, there is a title called "It's Now Defunct." Well, it's maybe maybe it's a, a, a same title and it's a different team or whatever. But it's Peter David's run on X Factor. Okay. I actually had. I'm sorry, the new X Factor, not the '90s X Factor. It's the 2000s X Factor. Oh, you know the one where Simon Cowell judged people. Yeah. And then had an illegitimate love baby. With his best friend's wife? Yep. Anyways, X Factor. That singing competition. With the washed up singers. Yeah, and by that I mean strong guy, multiple man, M, Wolfbane. Particle man? Long shot. Particle man. Triangle man? That's all the things a triangle can. Universe man? That's a watch. Minute hand, an eon hand. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Anyways, you can't. X-Factor. You can't not see the Tiny Toons cartoon in your head, right? Of course not. Of course. Though I can't think of the fucking one for um, uh, in, uh, Istanbul, not Constantinople. I cannot fucking see that goddamn cartoon in my head. Other than um, it's uh, what was, what was uh, what was Daffy Duck's fucking counterpart in that? Daisy. Oh no, God. Um. He was Lord, green. No, it was Lord and Loon was the girl. Right. What was... There was no... Theme. Daffy Ducks. Rather, not Donald Duck. What is? What was Daffy Ducks? Daisy. No, because... That was Donald Duck. Da- yeah, you're right. Yeah. But you remember, like, Daffy had, like, a counterpart in Tiny Toons that was, like, that green Plucky. mallard. Plucky. Huh? Plucky. Yeah, Plucky was, like, dressed like Lawrence of Arabia. Like, I remember that part of it. Plucky. Right, Plucky Duck. I love how I get four letters in and Istanbul, not Constantinople, pops up. All I have to do is type in Ista, and that'll pop up on Google. Not Constantinople. Okay, I got it. We'll watch it as soon as we're done. No, we don't need to. I mean, I just want to refresh my memory for no reason. Oh, I do. Oh, I do. Oh, are they? What do we got left? Uh, nothing on the board. We have internet totally I'm wrong. We have a lot of corrections this week. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Buffy was resurrected in at the beginning of season six. Which means Buffy Bot was introduced in season five. Correct, which was the last five. season on WB, because yes. we were arguing about that versus UPN. Like I said, UPN was the first season she was resurrected, and it's really interesting because um, Joss Wheaton talks about the transition between the two and him being just really angry because he thought the show was going to end because of Money Matters. What was it about? No, no, he, it's just like it was the it was the jump between the two, and he's talking about being on set for like their hundredth episode, and then all the execs being there trying to figure things out, and him just having to leave because he was so upset. Oh, because it came down to yeah, money. That's you know you know what the second half of show business is business. It sucks, but but he had a successful popular show. Okay, fucking, they canceled what? They canceled Arrested Development after winning ten Emmys. That wasn't six. That was that's. It's like Community. That was critically acclaimed. It was not successful. Does that make sense? Yeah, but Buffy wasn't successful until what? At least two, three seasons in. Yeah, and it made the jump at five. Corrections. 
I'm saying. I mean, I'm amazed. I'm, only because Disney slash Marvel is backing up Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is the only reason that's going for a second season. Yeah, but that's the thing is that I actually lost interest in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. pretty quickly. It came yeah, back. It it, came oh, back it comes. Around. It like so said, comes back. Like I said, it came back around. Once again, for the Enchantress like and the had, Dark World crossover and the Winter Soldier crossover. Like I said they had so many placeholder episodes that I'm just like meh. Just keep watching. Uh, I think he's Luke Cage, but he's not. Corrections. Yes, sorry. Uh, the Steel Spider was the armored spider I couldn't think of in the uh, Boston episode of Spider Man. I'm sorry, Spider Man. Uh, it was written by, we talked about the writers, it was written by uh, Man of Action, which is actually a group of people, yeah. uh, and Joe Quesada, who was uh, Marvel's uh, former editor-in-chief. Big fan of his art, by the way. Um, Swoop was the name of the Pterodon Dinobot that we couldn't remember. And that makes I... Makes me think of a 90s song. Huh? Makes me think of a 90s song. Swoop. There it is. You make me want to swoop. Swoop, I do. Swoop. Okay, fine. Wow, we're both just really running with that riff, aren't we? Damn you, 90s. Go ahead, sir. I want to swoop, 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 and a boom, 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 or something. Right? Something about your is boom, that swoop, boom, swoop, boom. swoop, and pepper? <laughs> swoop, there it is. Yes, I Who know. let the swoops out? Oh, we did... Uh, Top five worst 90s songs last night. I'll have you know. Tell me all your thoughts on God, Doug. Oh, that was really good. Mine was why didn't I have any Dave Matthews songs on mine? By the way, can I I'm tell not going to say who. I'm not going to say who. Can I tell you how much it enraged me that they used that Dave Matthews song so much on that episode of Community? Actually, kind of worked on that one. Oh, it totally worked. I still hate it, though. Because, yeah, because Star, Starburns would listen to Dave Matthews. Yes, yeah, Starburns would totally listen to Dave Matthews. Um, I will tell you that someone on the show, out of four people, three, because you know that it's not me, thinks Losing My Religion is one of the worst songs of the 90s. Ryan? No. Well, I'm not guessing. They've narrowed it down to two. Let's see James and Gonzo. Mm-hmm. Uh, All right, correct. I misspoke uh, last week. I said Paul Feig was the architect of the Marvel Universe uh, corporately. Obviously, Wait, hold on. he is the architect. Go ahead. No. Vis a vis, concordantly. Vis a vis, he. I'm not. I can't do it. Um, he is not. He is con bono. Not for free? That was Spanish slash Latin. Um, Latin? Um, Paul Feig is obviously not the corporate architect of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I meant Kevin Feige. Um, once again, visually, if you look at their names, you can see where I get confused. Brr. Are they any more corrections? Yeah. Thank the Lord. Oh. Mistakes I made this week. Okay, fuck you, President Obama. I'm sorry. You kept me out of my... So, <laughs> the, the mistake she's making is now uh, incurring the wrath of the Secret Service. That might be true. I had to stay out of my park and miss my workout twice this week because they were doing security for a private event. Fuck you. Strap the club. A lot of whispering on this episode. Whisper. 
Any mistakes to made this week, Doug? Probably, but I'm sure I'll talk about it on damn. 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 Um, Do we have any social contract assholes? Yeah, actually, I'll cover part of this on damn. This one will fucking, yeah, this works for both. Social contract, asshole. The world's not about you. God, Unless you are actually so fat, you have a gravitational orbit established. It doesn't revolve around you, and even if you did, you'd be on this planetary surface. I just have scienced myself. Again, for like the third time this episode. Here's the thing. A lot of Bill Nye. Cosmos? Oh, okay. That's actually not true. I've never seen an episode. I just make educated guesses. Here's Um, the thing. Hypotheses, if you will. But only if you will. Um, Diagnosis. Murder? (laughs) (laughs) No, I want you to finish your thought on that. Uh, that was, in case you guys could see, I was like, that's a really good stopping point. And like, Dub's like, no, no, we're in the middle of a segment. And I'm like... I want you to finish your thoughts right, on right. the world not revolving around you, because I can think of... Here's the thing. Okay. So, Deb, I don't know how much you read the light rail. The train, the, the train I system. Like I said, I haven't in a very long time. However, it's the same kind of behavior you can see on almost any public transit. I, I disagree based on Sorry, the... Is it like the scene when they're on the bus in Star Trek Voyage Home? No. Spock has to put the pugs to sleep? With no, okay. no. Um, because bus stops are different than these train stops, is my point. The train stops are kind of bookended by the light rail... Stations, yeah. Rails. The, big, yeah the, the rails. Like I said, yeah, of course. Right? Yeah. And then in the middle, there's usually like shelters or benches and so forth and so on. Yeah, there's the place... Yeah. There's a guy who... I was just looking down the rails at the bus that was going the opposite way. But, you know, I'm interested in the world. So I just kept kind of, you know, ticking my head over like, you know, a confused dog and going, oh, that train's not coming. And then, you know, I look over my side and I just kill time looking at stuff. Like you and this do. guy like throws up his fucking arms like, what, bro? And I think what? he's... Did not- he assume you were staring at him? Long story short, yeah. I'll get more into it on damn, but this guy... Okay, you know what? I, I effectively accidentally talked shit at a train station. My point is... You know what? If somebody is social observing the world around them, it doesn't... Maybe I'm not looking at you. Like I said, if somebody's observing the world around them, especially in a situation like that, because what the fuck are you going to do on a train? You're going to look out the fucking window. Obviously, the, This was waiting for the train, but yeah. Um... And then I felt really bad, and we'll, I'll once again talk more in depth about this on um, on Damn, that I was listening to Doug Benson's new album, which I guess we could have talked about, but um, we'll talk about it next week. Uh, that I was all of a sudden laughing, and then wrote down the note, accidentally uh, you know, talked to a train station for Damn, and I'm going, oh God, he's going to think I'm tweeting out about him. I'm going to get shanked at a train station. I'm going to be on the news. Which I was like, yeah, I'm going to be on the news. But I was like, oh, I'm going to be on the news. So social contract, asshole. Maybe it's not all about your stabby or imaginary stabby ass. I really hate when there are people that are, especially overly aggressive people that feel like they're too... He was overly aggressive. Like I said, they're so self-important that everything's fucking about them. I've never been called man and bro so many times in my entire life. 
That's a big, big marker of a D-bag. It was almost like a Hispanic Mark Wahlberg was talking to me. This has been a Blood Alcohol Content Network production. Executive producers, Deb Barnett and Doug Nickberg. You can find us at www.bacnpodcast.com and BACN Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for listening to the BACN. You're home for Almost Bacon and Banjo!